What's up, Harry Houdini enthusiasts? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn some new tricks and to find a better way. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here, escaping from a locked casket underwater in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. How's it going, Dan? Super good. How are you? Uh, hey, man, it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. I'll tell well, you this. So my, my new job um, is the first company I've ever worked at that actually t- you they have a holiday for Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. Every, every other place I've worked, I guess, is racist. I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's a, that's one that's one conclusion. <laughs> it is when it, when all of you know when none of my friends at the postal service went to work, but I had to. That was the conclusion I drew. Anyway, the point is, it's Wednesday. For, to me, it feels like Tuesday. Yeah. So, well, I worked on Monday, so it feels like Wednesday. Good. <laughs> Thank you for inferring that I work for a racist. Well, company. you should go shake your fist at them. Call them racist. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my uh, my work. I had a very trying day. I felt like the new end. You know, you have those days where it's been, you know, it's been three months, and you're like, I got this, mm-hmm. and then something happens, you're like, I, I don't got this. Right. So, uh, but on the plus side, my wife brought home buffalo wings, and Sweet. Um, I'm, yeah, that, that definitely turned the whole situation around. Yeah. For sure. Very good. Been doing so what do you music? got coming up? Well, I've got a, a couple of developments. Um, we 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 do have a show on Saturday. It is a public date at a place that I have not played in probably five years. Um, so it's a um, it's a full circle moment to a degree. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, it is one of those things where it's like we're not. I've done all the promoting I can do. Like I've maxed out my Facebook invites and I'm posting about it on social media and it's really all left to whoever decides to show up, you know? Yep. And then, um, I had mentioned a couple episodes ago that I, uh, I got an, I got an ask to fill in for, um, for a guitar player, a friend of mine, uh, at, for his band. And, um, I got my marching orders today. So I have started the, um, laborious, laborious that's not a word uh, i've started the process of kind of like compiling study notes and uh spreadsheets and learn files and and doing the things that make sense to my brain to prepare for a gig that's not for another three months yeah because my my motivation is just to take these 25 songs learn them note for note um practice them forwards backwards you know at every permutation so that when the show actually happens it's not surprising or uh alarming and um i can just have fun yeah uh but in order to get to that point there's a lot of uh work and i'm i'm a slave driver and a meticulous you know perfectionist so um this is going to start a very long process for me so i figured i might as well go ahead and start it in january uh seeing that the gig is in april you know i will tell you this um the trivia stuff that i'm doing which i have one tomorrow night we're going to do 90s um, yes it's gonna be fun um the material turns over on that so fast. I, I I really don't have time to freak out about it. I sure you know I'm I'm collecting ideas and putting a set list together and then learning. Especially now, as I've said here before, the '90s were a black hole for me. I was not paying attention at all to the radio. But not a black 90s. hole, son. Unfortunately, no. If it had been a black hole, son, that'd be a whole different thing. No, it's just a, just a just a, a gaping hole in my musical knowledge. Um, gaping hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anywho, that was uh, Courtney Love's band, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also speaking of um, uh, Black Hole Sun, um, 
they did the uh, that Chris Cornell tribute concert a mm. couple maybe it was last week uh, on the anniversary no it was his birthday I think they did it on yeah. um, which was a big cover show right when you think about it totally and um, I uh, I definitely saw I saw a bunch of the performances just there was a lot of bootlegs and I don't know if they're taping it or doing it professionally but um uh, I'll say this the uh, the two people who came out probably smelling the best out of anybody are um, Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters hmm. and Miley Cyrus, of all people. You know, she, say what you she like. Did She's a, a hell of a performer. Yeah, and she did um, Say Hello to Heaven from Temple of the Dog yep. and did a pretty good job. Um, but one thing that that has really kind of reinforced is that no one sings like Chris Cornell no. um, and nobody ever will. Yeah. But uh, to be fair, I, I heard better vocal performances at local tributes than I did on the one where all the people uh, make all their money uh, singing for a living. Right. So right. there's that. There is that. But so, yeah. Um, yeah. So you got your work cut out for you. I do. But this coming, this coming deal is, uh, should be this Saturday deal should be easy peasy. Uh, we've got a sub on bass, but he's done uh, a number of shows with us already. So, um, it should be fairly low stress, low maintenance kind of deal. Actually, I'm paying my sound guy just to set up our in-ear so I don't have to do it. Nice. Uh, it was worth the, um, you know, the money to let him take care of that. Yeah. Speaking of money, hmm. you know, it is January. So I am in the process of wrapping up uh, uh, 2018, and I am starting to do the very, very just riveting, exciting uh, <laughs> process of generating 1099s for everybody who made more than $600 with us this year. Yep. Um, that's been fun. Also, chasing down um, the necessary forms to send those back out. So... Always a good time, you know. Um, I, I'm, you know, because we are skilled, mature, and seasoned podcasters, Adam. I'm picking up on the yes. segue you just laid down. Uh-huh. Uh, because sometime back, a couple episodes back, we talked about my accountant, and um, I said it would be fun to get her on to talk about band tax stuff. And um, I approached her about that, and she, um, she is both super busy with like an audit that she's um, working on defending a client about uh, and way too self-conscious and anxiety ridden to allow herself to be interviewed live in person on a podcast. So that is shocking. It, uh, well, not everyone is a trained circus monkey like you and me. Yeah, I suppose you're right. So um, I wrote up a bunch of questions and she responded to them. So I have what she would say. Were she here? Now, I'm going to go ahead and give her a plug. Her name is Carlene Kopiek, and she her company is called Decimals Tax Accounting in Greensboro, uh, North Carolina, and she takes clients from all, all over the place, I think. Um, I don't think you have to even come into her office to, to find her, but you find her online, Decimals Tax Accounting. Tell her I sent you. Um, I've had my taxes done there for, man, five or six years, something like that, maybe, yep. maybe longer. Um, and they're great and really... Um, they know the rules and they're very creative about how to um, get you the most and not break the rules. Cool. Strong recommend. So should I just, should I just shoot down this list here? Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it is tax season. It is the thing that, you know, some people want to hear. So, um, Well, it's, it's true for any of us who, if you, make, if you make one penny gigging, that penny is taxable, whether you want it to be or not. Sure. And more specifically, if you make more than five ninety nine. 
uh, a year, um, you need to know how to do this anyway. True. All right. So my first question for her is, basic, how should a gigging musician who makes a few grand a year, like, you know, me, handle their income? Yeah. And she replied, all income and deductions are reported on Schedule C. And Schedule C is the form for self-employment profit and loss. So it doesn't matter if you're incorporated, doesn't matter if you're a DBA like I am, doesn't matter if you're an S Corp, none of those things have any bearing. You do yours on a, well, sorry, not an S Corp. That would be different. Yeah, let's, sorry. Let's not, yeah, let's, let's not get in the weeds here. Yeah, let's, no, I take that back. But um, unless, unless you are incorporated as something other than a, um, you know, sole proprietorship, basically, all income and deductions are reported on your personal taxes on Schedule C. All right, here's my next question. I only made X amount, is what I said, X amount. I don't know how much X is, but the, do I have to report it? I only made, you know, 10 bucks. Do I have to report it? Here's her answer. Yes, unless the income is considered a gift, you need to report all income that's subject to U.S. taxation on your tax return. I just said tax return, but what I meant was tax return. Well, that's, you know, we're, we, we drink heavily... I'm Before, enjoying, during, and after these podcasts. Actually, I'm enjoying quite a nice Bloody Mary just at the moment. Interesting. Yeah. That's very much a, um, a heartburn-inducing beverage that uh, I do not participate oh, in. Oh, I love them very much. Anyhow, she goes on to say, the $600 limit is just the IRS requirement for Form 1099 MISC to be, delivered necess- to be considered necessary to file by the payer. So if you made more than $600, then you need to file a 1099 on it, but... Everything you made, whether it's six hundred dollars or less or more or anything, is subject to reporting. And per the rules, per the law, you do have to report it. Cool. My next question: What sort of expenses are deductible? You ready? This is a good list. The, yeah. The, so, ladies and gents, but let's be real, gents, um, get your pens out. Yeah. Because this is the this is the one. This is where the, this is where you get the juice. This is this is the thing that um, more people are full of more crap about yeah. uh, than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey man, I dug this. Yeah, yeah. Nah, dude. Yeah. I mean, you do, but you're yeah. Don't feel free, but you'll be in trouble later. Yes. All right. Here's your list: mileage. Yes. Equipment. Labor. Uh-huh. Lighting. Travel. Website. Percent of cell phone. Percent Ooh. of yeah. Percent of internet service. Home office, if you have a dedicated one, or percent of your home office, if you share it with mm-hmm. other purposes, and possibly more. And she follows up to say, pretty much ordinary and necessary expenses. So that's the standard. Is it ordinary and necessary for a business in your field to have these expenses? So you'll hear people go, oh, man, I'll write off my haircuts. Mm-hmm. Or I'll write off this fancy shirt i got it buckle um but if you do get audited those things don't hold up um the only the only thing that i've seen that's really justified that is that if you are wearing clothes that you can only wear on stage that's the only way that you'll get away with that right um i had um some friends that were in a a band and they literally wore like these full body jumpsuits that were like neon and like shiny and and like that's the only thing that they wore on stage and that was you know that was totally legit like you could write that off but if you bought a pair of, you know $100 jeans cuz they make your butt look good on stage and you can wear them to dinner then psh, 
They don't count. Yep. If you ever warm out to the bar, even once. Yep. Yep. All right. Here's my next question. What's the deal? I felt like um, Seinfeld slightly asking it like this. What's the deal with? What's the deal with depreciation? Mm. So can you explain for our friends at home what um, depreciation is referring to? Yeah. So, and, and I have this question because it happened on last year's return and I didn't fully understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, last year I bought a PA. You and did. the um, I had it on the list of things that were expenses because it was an expense. <laughs> and um, the decision was made by the smarter tax people than I to depreciate it. And what that means is you take some deduction on it over several years of time. So it's not like equipment or supplies or, um, you know, something that is um, – you know, an expense that would just be a one-time deduction. It's an asset. You bought it and it adds value to your business. And so the depreciation of its value over time comes off of your taxes. Yeah. As that asset ages. So here's what she said. Assets are depreciated over a period of time. Funny, I think I just said that. Depends on the asset. For example, she says, a computer would be depreciated over a five-year period. If you're showing profit on the return and would like to expense out all of the computer in one year, you are able to elect to do that, which means you take it all in the year it was purchased. Yeah. You, you would not have a carry-forward deduction if you chose to do that. So sure. the point is, you know, you kind of look at how this year went, and if you have expenses that are up above, you know, um, normal or whatever, and you'd like to do more deductions in this year. By the way, the thing that she didn't say out loud here, it's kind of hidden in the first question, the first answer. Um, your, if you do your income and expenses for your band or your music career in general, as a schedule C, the deductions on that schedule C come off of whatever your day job income was. Mm. Your total income totals up and your total deductions total up. And that's the good news of this. So losing money yeah. as a musician assuming you have a day job that also withheld taxes, is, yeah. is a really good thing. That's actually a really sure. good thing for you because you're gonna, it's going to make your refund be that much bigger because you've got these deductions with all of your music expenses that come off mm-hmm. against your day job taxes. So you had said that you had opted to, um, to depreciate your PA. Yep. So um, on my end, um, I also purchased a PA roughly around the same time. Well, actually, it's been a, a bit, about a, maybe the year before. Um, and we opted not to, mm-hmm. uh, the reason being was at that time, um, because I was the business owner and felt, um, compelled to do so that I, uh, did not issue, uh, 1099s to my guys. And I, uh, I, I took the tax burden for their wages on myself. Yeah. And in order to offset that, and to do my guys a solid, I opted to um, take those purchases and do it all at once, um, which meant that we weren't really taking a hit financially to do that, um, and we still got you know the deduction we needed to get. So okay, um, there's not a there's not a right way or a wrong way, and there are wise reasons to do it on both sides. I just wanted to provide the other side of that coin yep. uh, for anybody who was cu- uh, curious about how they wanted to do it. Right. Well, so Carlene, I, I did ask her about pretty much exactly that. Let me say what she said and then we'll unpack what you did just a little, little more. Yeah. <clears throat> so the question I asked was, <clears throat> how should a band leader with a band of say five other people handle 1099s? We get 1099s from, from venues sometimes. So what does that mean for my taxes and for my band members taxes? 
And her answer is the 1099 from the venue can go to the band leader. Then the band leader can send 1099s to the other five people. So, Adam, what's a 1099? A 1099 is a uh, miscellaneous earnings uh, report that um, any person would receive if a single vendor, you know, business, uh, venue, what have you, uh, paid that person more than $599 in a calendar year. Or, I'm sorry, in, well, yeah, in a calendar year, yeah. basically. Yeah, and, and strictly speaking, they have to if it's six hundred dollars or more. But they they could do it for a penny if they wanted. Sure, but so, most do not. But the point if of it we're is being most yeah. most don't. Yeah, because the paperwork isn't worth it. But what that gets sure. me if I file a ten ninety nine, and I say I paid my um, landscaper a thousand dollars this year, well, that thousand dollars gets taken out of the tax liability from my filing. So I don't pay tax yes. on that thousand. I report that I gave it to him as payment for something, and then the IRS knows that money went over there because I report mm-hmm. that in my taxes. And he, on his taxes, reports that ten ninety nine is part of his earnings, and he pays tax on it. So it's a way of passing tax liability from one party to another. And Correct. when the venue ten ninety nines me, they're saying I gave this money to Dan Ray DBA the Clinky Lincolns, and so I'm not paying taxes on that, but Dan does. Yes, and then I say, well, I did get that money, but I gave out three fourths of it to my fellow Clanky Lincoln. So I'm going to mm-hmm. 1099 away my own liability on three fourths of that, and give each of them one for their quarter. Yes, and that's how 1099s work. That's how 1099s are, are supposed to work. Now, a lot of people get fussy about this, but this is the this is the law. These are the rules. This is how this does. Well, and it, you know, if you are the person in charge of this this particular process, um, it is very important for you to know these kinds of things because um, it it will make a world of difference. Yep. Uh, in in you know how much money you owe at the end of the year. Totally. Um, you know, in our circumstance, you know, I spent almost twenty twenty plus thousand dollars in contract labor. In for for my band, yeah. And how do you feel about paying taxes on that? Well, I don't feel that great about it, yeah. so I'm I'm not going to. There you go. Um, you know, we we yeah, twenty point four thousand dollars on on contract labor. So, um, you know that if if I didn't do that, if I didn't give my guys ten ninety nines, and I I shouldered that responsibility all on my own. I would owe taxes on twenty thousand dollars that I don't have, yeah, and I it didn't never go had. in your pocket. You passed it along. You know, if I had an extra twenty thousand dollars, well, first of all, I probably wouldn't be talking to you jerks right now. <laughs> I'd be in the Bahamas. I'd be, you know, I'd I'd be out of debt and I'd be sipping a mojito somewhere. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Nothing personal against you guys. You guys are great, but seriously, screw all y'all. <laughs> Because exactly. twenty thousand dollars would have been great. Twenty thousand dollars is twenty thousand dollars. But I also am in the position that I was able to give twenty thousand dollars away to people who I work with, and earned it honestly and did fantastic work for me. So as a business owner, I feel privileged to give that money away. On the same note, um, you know, at the level of um, business that we are at, it just wasn't fiscally wise for me to shoulder the burden like I had in previous years. 
Hey, you're a job creator. I well, to a degree. You like business. Um, yeah, but it, I mean, I'm I'm I gave away less than you know one person could be in absolute poverty for. That's all right. You so, it's still trickle down economics. I'm hooking people up on some solid side hustles, there and I feel go. pretty good about That's that. That's perfect. That's perfect. But don't pay their taxes for them. No, not necessary. And the other thing is, is you know, talking about some of the other deductions, we do a lot of those deductions. Um, a lot of that is mileage because we did a fair amount of traveling. Um, if I did the total from last year, I put 3,000 miles mm. on my vehicles last year. That's about $1,600 worth of um, tax incentives. So great. Um, you know, I do this podcast here and I do all of our rehearsals in our business here. And I have written off a fair amount of um, utilities and that kind of thing. I, I didn't think about the cell phone deal. Um, I'm not in any danger of um, being according, you know, based on all of the things that we have done this year, or I'm sorry, last year, um, I am almost $11,000 in the red. That's not, those aren't literal debts, but cumulatively based on the things that we have, um, you know, decided are business expenses, that's kind of where we are. Mm -hmm. And that's okay, because those will will end up being deductions against your day job uh, uh, income. Exactly. So, So you know, it all, you know, I'd love to be able to post a profit, um, but I'm not going to lose sleep if I don't. Yeah. Yeah. All right. A couple more things she gave me here. I said, um, hey, what about the new tax law? Anything new there that I don't know about? Because we got this whole new tax law, right? We do. So there's this one thing. There's the QBI, the Qualified Business Income Deduction. QB. QBI, yeah. And so she says, with the QBI deduction, most self-employed tax players and small business... Tax players. Tax players. Don't hate the tax player. Hate the tax game. Yeah. And small business owners can exclude up to 20% of their qualified business income from federal income tax, but not self-employment tax whether they itemize or not. So I literally know nothing more said to me there about that. That's a brand new thing. But apparently, um, small business owners and self-employed folks like us um, are getting a little something-something. So thank you, Paul Ryan, I guess. I guess. Um, Just moving on past that horrifying (laughs) thought a little quickly. Um, I don't want to owe that guy anything. I know. Last question. Bottom line, is it smart for a band person to get professional help with this? I was clear to say with this. Mm-hmm. And our answer was, yes, you want to make sure you're deduct- deducting all you can and properly deducted on the tax return. And I will tell you, there have been times <clears throat> I've sat across Carlene's desk and she has, um, like, she's so cute. She like kind of looks at me and kind of squints up her eyes and says, okay, do you use your cell phone for the band? Like, well, some, sometimes. What percentage of the time? Pull. um, Five percent, uh huh. And how much is your bill? Uh, what's this much? Great. And she'll come up with like another fifty bucks of deduction. And sure, um, she's just a wizard at knowing all of the things that might be legit as deductions. And mm-hmm. um, so, I really do recommend finding somebody like her in your local area that you can sit across a desk and squint at and come up with all of the right things to take off because it really it just saves you dollars. Well, and the other thing to consider is. Um you know, if you did this on your own and you lost your um, your rear last year, <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be in your best interest to pursue uh, professional help. Um, and I mean, we're all 
for for all intents and purposes, most of us are weekend warriors. Yep. There has got to be a dude in your town that plays bass for somebody that is a CPA. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. So there's a guy. There's a guy probably less than ten miles from your house that does what you do, but is also, you know, also prepares taxes for a living. And you should seek that guy out. You know what? That's a really good point because my first, <clears throat> the first year that I had band income to talk about, I did sort of have to educate Carlene about band stuff and expenses mm-hmm. and whatnot. And once she kind of got, oh, oh, it's just a self-employment deal. That she she was right on. She completely had it. But um, I think I was her first person doing music as a self-employment, you know, profit and loss schedule mm-hmm. C kind of guy. And um, um, but. You know, none of what we're doing. I, I agree with you, Adam. Somebody talks the lingo would already be great, but um, nothing we're doing here is that exceptional. So no, I mean, full disclosure: um, we have always done our own taxes. Um, we've kind of built this process into um, this whole deal, and um, I'm using QuickBooks Self Employed to mm-hmm. do all of the categorization, which is why I was able to pull those figures up so specifically so quickly. Um, I've got my dashboard up, and I'm able to make those kinds of. Um, I can discern all that stuff pretty easily, and it, it made end of year stuff really easy. Um, I went through and selected contract labor, which gave me all of the people and all of the transactions, and then I used those totals for each individual person to generate those 1099s. Um, you know it it does make a huge difference. Um, you know, if you have higher, uh, levels of QuickBooks, they will flip out those 1099s for you automatically. Um, so it, it, those kinds of services are worth their, um, are worth their salt. If you, um, if you're savvy enough to put the, put it in, um, I haven't had to sweat any of that stuff because I've been doing it kind of comprehensively over the year as it went on. That's good. And there've been a couple of things where, um, they've let me know that the law has changed. Um, for a while there, there was a, a few things in my expense list that were like other, and they're like, other is not covered anymore. You need to go ahead and specify what those things are. Mm. Um, and they told me that, you know, about a month or two ago and I was able to kind of hop in and fix those, those things quickly. That's good. So from there, you know, I know what I, I know what we made last year. I know what I spent last year and I know what I owe this year. So That's good. I'll say in, in 2017, I had a spreadsheet that I was super rigorous about and every dollar I spent went on there and every dollar I made went on there. And, um, I actually tracked income for the other band members too, and gave them a report at the end of the year. That was very yeah, was thoughtful all, of you. All really good. And then in 2018, I totally didn't do that at all. And, um, <laughs> actually just a couple of weeks ago, I went back through my Sweetwater orders history and my Amazon orders history. And, mm-hmm. um, I think I had some musician's friend of all places and, um, kind of calculated it out. You know, um, I also handled the purchase of some gear for the brew pub that I was booking at that was not my money. So I had to back that out and whole thing. But I, I did finally end up with totals that I, I think are true for 2018. But, uh, you know, uh, as in most things, more rigor is better than less rigor. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and and toot QuickBooks self-employed again. Um, the, the membership is nominal. The app is comprehensive. It even tracks your mileage. You literally, it's, it's, uh, I've talked about it multiple times, but you basically just swipe left or swipe right on all of any drive you take. It's the tender of taxes. It's the tender of taxes. 
and they should totally be using why? that term, why and they're not they going not using to. That? Ah. Because we are better at marketing than everybody, we Dan. Are, that's why. We are. we are. We're so good at it. Explains why we have, you know, more than just listener. We have a couple of listeners, yeah. it is true. And maybe yeah. if these guys make money, they'll tell their friends. <laughs> <laughs> and they tell two friends? Hey, these guys saved my friends? butts on my tax returns this year, so I'll, I'll yeah. you know... I'll take care of them. Yep. And you can take care of us. Um, you can support us on Patreon or um, other ways. Um, I'm toying with the idea of doing an Amazon affiliate where you just, you know, we send you a link and you just do your Amazon shopping through us and we get a little something, something on the back end. Very nice. Um, if that's something you're interested in or you think is a good idea or you think is tacky, just <laughs> let us know. Um, we'll probably do it anyway because, again, we're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. And um, because we think it is um, important information to share with you guys, um, we, we don't make any money off of this. This is purely a labor of love um, until we can figure out how to monetize every cent Seriously. of this situation. And then we are oh, out of here. We're going to squeeze it like monkeys. I mean, it's, it's um, Quip toothbrushes are the best darn toothbrushes. Also, uh, beds. Let's talk about undies. Oh, and me undies. Oh, me undies. Oh, beat me undies. Yeah, um, I will say this: um, there are there are um, marketplaces for podcasts to um, kind of request for sponsorships. Yeah. And we had I had submitted for that probably the beginning of this year or last year um, when we kind of got going, and they sent me an email and they were like, "Hey, we've changed our requirements, and you need to have at least X." number of listeners in order to um, stay on this website. And I checked our stats and full disclosure, we are, you know, we were at more than double where we had been previously. So it is, you know, we, we're, we're slowly growing this thing, you know, but we're doing it organically. We are. And it'd be good to have sponsors that our people want to hear about too. Well, and we, we, we may not have sponsors, but we have still, you know, done our best to foster relationships with vendors that we think would, um, sure be important yeah. for you guys. But, you know, full disclosure, I'm, I'm putting it up right now. I, would, I just, you know, we have stats on these kinds of things. Um, last year, if I'm doing the math correctly, we, let's see, how many downloads did we get last year? It's loading. Yeah. Well, I'm all loading. stats. I'm a big numbers guy. No, yeah, you numbers guy. Well, that's loading. Let me say we may have, we may have finally figured out how to record a podcast. <laughs> yes, this is a different system that we're trying. Hopefully, it's not a complete disaster. We'll find out. Yeah, our last so, uh, our last system um, recorded our tracks individually, and if there was any glitchiness, we lost time in one or the other, which meant mm-hmm. they fell out of sync. Yeah. So, so last episode was kind of the last straw, and um, I actually just pulled and recut that one and reposted it today, Wednesday, the twenty third of January, uh, because about. 10 minutes in, we're just talking on top of each yeah. other and it wasn't synced up at all. That's so terrible. I did fix that manually, but we're seeing if this uh, changes stuff. Yeah, we're trying so a new on thing called um, cleanfeed.net and it actually records both of us to the same track at the same time. So Correct. out of sync should not be a thing that happens. Yeah. So last year, last calendar year, we had almost 5,000 downloads. Mm-hmm. That's not including mobile plays, that's not including streams, but... Some of you guys over the course of last year listened to us five thousand times, and um, the and is that, wait, so is that per that's total of all episodes. 
Yes. Okay, good. Because right, we started wow. this last year um, March in March. So, um, and we have had, um, we have listeners in uh, Germany, Australia, Singapore, um, two Asian countries that are using um, lettering that I do not understand or read. Yeah. Uh, we have some UK listeners. We have some Canadian listeners. And uh, a pretty large majority are you guys in the good old US of A. So um, this is a whole thing. We've managed to, you know, we've got some New Zealanders. Let's see who else. Uh, lots of Swedish people, oddly enough. Yeah. Some Russians. I don't know if that's legit, but it could be. Why not? Yeah. Basically, most people, most countries that have English speakers um, are checking us out. Love it. So, um, you know, we are honored and humbled that you guys continue to tune in and listen to us run our mouths. Um, We are actively toying with new things that we can um, offer for you guys. Um, there's something that we have uh, chosen to do and are moving forward on that I'm very excited about, but I'm not ready to talk it's about. It's way too early to talk about it, but man, oh man, oh man, oh man. It could be something really, really cool. And um, we just appreciate all y'all. So were there any other things you wanted to uh, to dive into? There's one thing. Do it. So um, <clears throat> today, and I actually just got final today, I booked a new gig on... Uh, Thumbtack. Okay. And um, something new happened on Thumbtack that I'd never seen before, which was that a person specifically reached out to us to request a quote. So hmm. it wasn't like throw a you know quote request out into the ocean and a million vendors are looking at it and it's you know a race to the bottom nonsense. Somebody actually requested a quote from us on Thumbtack. Fascinating. And you know the business model of Thumbtack is – um, you get all these quotes for free. There's no subscription, nothing like that. When you reply to them, that's also free when you give a quote. But when they respond, including to say no thank you, you get charged. Right. Um, I don't know how often they respond to say no thank you. Most of mine have just gone away. But <laughs> if they were to say, sorry, that's not going to work for us, that would cost you. Um, and if they respond to say Hey, could you do it for a quarter of the price? You know, any anything that's going to result in a non-booking, but it's a response from them, still cost you money. Sure. So these requests that came specifically to us came with the thing that said "respect for this amount of money." Hmm. And I thought about that, and but everything, all the messaging around it was like, this person has only reached out to you. You're the only one being contacted for this. Spend you know ten bucks. To respond. And I thought, well, it's a worthy experiment. And so I did. And I sent him a contract today. I mean, it's, it's a done deal. Okay. And, um, you know, it's a private party. It's, it's not massive money, but it's a whole lot better than we do at a bar. Sure. Um, more than, sorry, you put way more than pays for that 10 bucks, right? So, right. um, also in the meantime, you know, as part of my strategy for sort of, um, coming back from having taken my foot off the gas at the end of last year in terms of bookings, um, part of my strategy is I'm, I'm sort of doubling down on Gig Salad and Gig Masters. I've joined both of them you know, on the, the, the Good Friday deal for Gig Masters, and I had a Gig Salad account from earlier. Um, and I've been thinking about sort of the game strategy move for both of those. Because mm-hmm. you've already paid for those accounts. Those, 
those leads are coming to you for free. Your interaction yeah. with them is free. I see no reason not to respond to every single one. Sure. Um, so I've been doing that. And I've had... I don't have the numbers in front of me. I probably responded to a dozen things on Gigmasters and had two interactions with potential clients and neither of them ended up booking us. Sure. Um, but, you know, numbers game. Yeah, I mean, we we did probably two or three last year. But, I mean, it was those two or three gigs paid totally. for the membership by a long shot. Totally, totally. Like 12 times over. Yeah, I mean, you only need one. Sure. So my new strategy is... Gig Masters and Gig Salad respond to every single thing. I don't even care if it's like, I don't even check with the band first, especially if it's a few months out. Like, if somebody can't make it, I got time to get a sub, it'll be fine. Yeah. Thumbtack, I'm not responding to anything unless they come directly to me. That's fair. And those I'll respond to every one of them. There's actually a, was a second one um, that's in Charlotte, which is about an hour and a half away from me. In May, on a Thursday at 5 p.m. <laughs> Right, so for us weekend warriors, that's not ideal. Um, Yeah, and two of my guys, my bassist and my co front man, um, just really have a hard time getting away from work like that on a weekday. It just doesn't really work for them. My drummer and I have more flexibility. We can we can both make that work. Um, And so I said to him, "Look, if I can find, I'm I'm assuming you know. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I'm assuming Justin and Scott, you won't be able to do this. Um, Tony, if I can find a bassist, are you in?" And he's like, yep. So I responded to her, and she has not gotten back to me yet. It was this afternoon I responded. Um, so we'll see. You know, but I think, I think as a strategy, that's pretty good. You know, just honor the fact that you've paid to be in the numbers game on Gig, Gig Salad and Gig Masters and respond to the ones that come to you directly on Thumbtack. I'm just putting a stake in the ground here. This is my new game plan. And yeah. you know, we'll check back in a few months and just see how it's doing. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I, we've been getting a lot of these weekday requests. We had another one come in this week about doing like a Wednesday, Thursday corporate event. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of the season that we're in. And you know, if your if your band can do that kind of business, now is a good time to do it because a lot of times clubs and you know those kinds of places aren't doing the same amount of booking. So um, if you can get into that, you know, it's nice work if you can get it for yep. sure. Yep. So. That, yeah, I don't yeah, mind. I, that's I don't a mind good a, strategy. A gig that's over at seven. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you. Well, and like you know, with my job, I can go in early a couple times and make up for the hour or two I have to split. You know, on that one particular day, my boss is cool with it. Yeah, and um, you know, the flexibility is a is a definite plus. So exactly. So yeah, that's a that is a good. Um, it's a good method. It's a good kind of approach to things. And I think, um, I think that's probably the way to go. Yep. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not even getting thumbtack notifications anymore. I turned them off. Um, <laughs> they were really noisy and, and, um, but these ones jumped out and they were, they were clearly meant to. So, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I still have credits, so I should probably turn them back on, but I may, I may, I'll probably take your approach where if you want, you know, if you want to Ask us specifically to do a thing. Yeah, we'll we'll entertain that. Yeah, but otherwise, I'll tell you yeah. the the, um, the thing that we booked uh, got got done booking tonight is another frat gig um, at UNC Chapel Hill. It's actually kind of around mm-hmm. the corner from the one we did. Um, uh, I guess it was about a year ago, and um, <laughs> it turns out they have the same wooden 
stage units. He described them to me, and they were exactly what the guys stood us up on at, um, sure. at the other frat. And it turns out, like, that's pretty much all the frat houses have those. Um, those and those tall wooden bench things that sit out front that I see out front of every frat house, too. I don't know how often you go by colleges. but mm-hmm. um, So the point is, frat guys are not creative in their carpentry. Well, I mean, you know, if it ain't broke. And it's not because some frat brother 30 years ago did a heck of a job banging it together. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Anyway. Cool beans. You got anything else? Uh, that is it for me. I think that's a good place to stop. We talked a lot about important things um, like taxes and that kind of stuff. And hopefully that's uh, valuable to our listeners. Um, NAM 2019 starts tomorrow. Very exciting. I've already gotten some feedback from some friends of mine that are there. Um, I'm hoping to get some more pictures and some fun things. Um, it's an exciting time. We'll it just is. see if anything of relevance it's, uh, pops up. The most wonderful time of the year. It is. It, it almost makes up for Christmas being over. Yeah. Almost. Well, if that's the case, I will go ahead and call it for this week. From Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You have been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 39. Have a good week. <laughs>